You're tuned into Let's Talk Life XM with Shante Gamble on Mix Talk Radio. Mix Talk Radio. The most chill internet radio station in Houston. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Let's Talk Life XL on Mix Talk Radio. Today in the studio, we're talking unpopular opinions, right? You know, you guys know I'm all about authenticity. And I have a brand new guest in the studio, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Tell us all about you. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me on. My name's Drasco, and I run 10knorm.com, which is both a podcast and a program of the same name. And my main focus is helping heart-centered entrepreneurs basically get out of their own way so that they can authentically market and normalize 10K months in their business. So I'm all about doing the inversion of what people think is, you know, the norm and uh, actually helping other people normalize what their version, you know, of 10K norm is. Now tell us, how did you get into your profession? So uh, it definitely wasn't an overnight thing. I actually owned a brick and mortar weight loss center for 10 years, uh, which I ended up closing down right before COVID hit, which ironically at that time was like a, oh my God, what's going on? And then it was actually a good thing because I would have had to close it down in 2020 anyway. Um, and basically that business imploded, you know, despite having a 10 year run for employees and all this other stuff that we had built up in the community, but it imploded because of my own um, like emotional constipation, my mo- own emotional blind spots. Um, you know, I just kind of drove it in bad decisions uh, that I only realized afterwards why they were bad decisions. And that was my catalyst for really this big growth spurt that I had in the last year and a half, you know, in addition to all of the other personal development work that I've done, but it really got me honest with like who I am, what I do. And in that got me to pivot to this world of like really getting back into coaching for the reasons that were authentic to me and helping other you know, coaches so that the ripple effects are quite large and really taking everything that I learned to self-regulate all of the mindset stuff that I had to go through so that, you know, other people don't repeat my mistakes and combining that with what I did actually do really well in that business, which was the marketing side of things um, into a brand new program called 10K Norm, um, you know, which is at the heart of what I run right now. Amazing. So unpopular opinions, our topic, we they're going to span across a lot of key issues that we face in our life. You know, we, we are going to be facing these things throughout different, you know, times or transitions in life. And you picked plans. What jumped out at you when you picked plans? So I would say there's actually two main things. So the first one is, uh, I don't know if you ever heard that quote, but uh, and I'm kind of par- paraphrasing it here, but it's it's along the lines of like, you know, men make plans and then God laughs, right? So it's like this whole thing of like, you know, and, and it's the truth, what I said at the at my intro, right? I had this whole plan of where the studio was going to go and how it was going to grow. And, you know, it was going to completely crash, you know, either because of COVID or because of me. So it's like, there's this grand, you know, God's plan. And then there is my plan. Uh, which oftentimes don't really coincide. So the rigidity that I feel like we give to plans and the emphasis we give to plans is kind of mistake number one, because without the flow, without the adaptation to handle the necessary changes that occur as we gather new data and as reality shows us different things, uh, plans are very useless. And that kind of leads me to the next point, uh, which is 
I think one of the other big mistakes people make as far as like goal setting or plans is we try to mold ourselves to the plan instead of making plans uh, around what we actually already do. So I'll, I'll give both a, you know, like everyday example and I'll give uh, like a business example. So in, you know, weight loss and fitness, we do this all the time. Right. We start like from nothing and I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to follow this plan. And then that lasts for three days. Why? Because we took a plan that was a general plan. It might have been okay for somebody, but it's completely devoid of, well, what is it that we actually have shown our behaviors to be? What is it that we've shown our you know mindset and approach to this actually is? And that's actually devoid of like, are we actually playing the right game? Because sometimes working out five days per week might actually be the complete wrong game if you can't control your emotions and have to eat ice cream every time you feel bad. Like the, the game you need to play at that point is learning how to manage your emotions without food, right? So in business, this happens in very much the same way where, oh, I just got to hustle harder. I got to work harder. I just got to put in the time. Okay, yeah, maybe, but if you're doing that and burning yourself out, you know, it's like playing Russian roulette, right? Like after a certain amount of times, you're going to blow yourself up. And the time it takes you to get back from blowing yourself up is actually a lot um, worse. So it, it's that whole sentiment that I think screws everything up. Um, and ultimately, when we neglect that bit of like, what is the reality of our behaviors, what is the reality of what we actually do, make plans according to that and adjust them is actually a much better way to ensure you achieve your goals uh, than the reverse of how we normally approach it. I love what you said. Now, you said in game. I love that, um, you know, that mindset. And when I hear when I heard you say in game, it led me to either having a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And when we dabble in a fixed mindset, we're playing a game that's not going to benefit us in the end. It's only goal to goal to goal to goal. So then when you when life happens, right, and it's you don't meet that goal, now your whole world falls apart because the only thing you had in mind or the only actionable steps you had were leading up to that goal and that's it and that's the end game. So I like when you say just gathering the data. What does the data say for where you are right now? You know, where do, what does it say for where you're trying to go? Because that makes a world of a difference. And then you can readjust and you can have more of a growth mindset. When we have a growth mindset, it gives us the opportunity to say, okay, well, you know what? Life happened here. I wasn't able to meet that goal, but I can pivot and then work my way around. And maybe that wasn't the goal that was best for me, like what you said with your establishment. Maybe having that an extra year would have been more of a detriment than a benefit. And you can see that looking back. And that's why I do these shows, because if we can um, stop the whole hindsight thing and just give people better advice moving forward, then we can lend less to the hindsight 2020 thing. Right. Because if you can tell me in advance and save me the ugly tears and the ugly cry and the late nights and the wondering and the guessing, then that's what I'm all here for. And that is the purpose of Let's Talk Life Excel. So I want to talk about having that more fixed mindset. How have you seen having a fixed mindset really deterred you from meeting actual goals? 
Yeah, and I think you you sum it up in such a good way because that dichotomy of the fixed mindset versus the um, growth mindset is is absolutely key. That that is what is going to determine your adapt adaptability to be able to to pivot. Right. So when you think of fixed mindsets, right, there there is this sentiment of rigidity. So if so actually, okay, we can kind of backtrack it and look at this concept of, of the three C's, right? So the three C's as they relate to goal setting is uh, clarity, certainty, and then collapsing time. So, so much of our goals are set up for, and so much of our like public narratives, like, you know, Instagram and gurus and all this stuff is set up really for, you know, collapsing time. So, you know, six figures in six weeks, 21 day abs, like everything's about like, how do I get to the goal faster? Right. And then the certainty, follow this plan. And if you do what I did, you will get there. But what we spend so little time on and what, what so much of our actual growth happens, which I think is at the core of not being in that fixed mindset, because if you're rigid, then, OK, well, I, I, somebody gave me this certainty by this plan and then they, they promise I'm going to collapse time if I follow it, you know, e even if I follow it to a T at the detriment of myself. I'm winning a game that I didn't want to be in to begin with, right? So without the clarity piece and without the sentiment and the personal, you know, ability to manage your own emotions and thoughts and take a step back and be like, hold on, like, what if, because it, it, it can sting. And then I've, I've got, gone through the, the ringer with regards to this. Like if my identity is tied to a goal that I at some point didn't even choose, right? I just assumed that goal. Winning the wrong game is extremely costly, Right. So that clarity piece and your ability to sit with your own emotions and self-manage your way through it, to take a step back, get truly honest, i.e. clear all the head trash that's in the way, get to the core essence of who you are. When you establish that clarity, it is then a lot easier to create certainty for yourself, because if I know where I'm going, then I also know where I'm not going, which means now I have the ability to set boundaries and say, no, this isn't for me. Yes, this is for me. And when I've proven to myself that I can take the necessary steps to get there, now I can worry about collapsing time, right? But it's like, it's a complete inversion of what it is that we normally take, which is let me get somewhere faster, right? And somewhere could be anywhere. So, yeah. And I agree 100%. That was, y'all, that was remarkable. And you guys know I'm all about, you know, transparency and being honest with yourself. Because if, you, if you're really just trying to meet a goal because you saw someone else meet a goal and you want the life that they have, that life is fitting for them. And then we don't even know on the back end if they're even really happy with the life that they're trying to convince you to have in 30 days. So we have to really, like you say, play the game that fits the purpose for our lives. So if you want to create um, actionable goals and you guys, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, I am not about just pure goal setting. You have to have action behind those goals. I can say, you know, oh, I'm going to do this by the end of the year or that collapsing time that you speak of. But if we don't put things in place and, and start toward that goal, then that goal will just forever exist as a goal that we want to attain one day. So we have to, like you said, go back to the drawing board. It all starts with purpose and knowing who you are. And you say, you know what? Mm, maybe I don't need to lose all of this weight. Maybe I just really need to tone up. 
Maybe it's not really, you know, what I'm eating is the quantity of what I'm eating, how much I'm eating. Maybe it's I don't need to go in business for myself right now. Maybe I still need to stay on this job, you know, another year, another two years and gain more skills so that when it is time for me to transition to another phase or a new level, I'm equipped. So a lot of times we're trying to plan our goals based on what we see or what someone can market us as a for sure way to get there. And in one of um, our recent conversations, just talking to another guest, you know, I told him, y'all, y'all going to hear me say it, you know, um, there is no one way to achieve a goal. If it was, then there would be a one book. <laughs> it would be one book on the shelf. And everybody would buy that one book. There are so many different ways to reach a goal. But at the end of the day, at the very end of the day, when we've done everything that we could do, we've been everybody that we could be, we've been the best version of ourselves, we've been authentic, we have to be flexible. And you were saying that that fixed mindset creates you know, a more rigid. And we know the harder something is, the easier it will break. So you got to be able to bend. If y'all come on now, let's think about it. You got a plate, you got a piece of china. That's hard. That's rigid. So if I drop it, it's gonna shatter into a million pieces. And then trying to put all of that back together versus a paper plate. Y'all give paper plates a bad name. Unpopular opinion. Paper plates the way to go <laughs> because they're flexible. So if you bend them, they're not gonna just immediately break. And if you do bend it, let's just say you try and bend it in half, you'll have two pieces. So putting it back together won't be as hard. So when you were talking about rebuilding and just getting in realignment when things don't work out, how have you done that in your life? So there's lots of different ways. And to just tie back to one point that you mentioned on the rigidity and things are going to break and, you know, maybe I don't actually have to you know, lose all this weight, or maybe I don't actually have to work this hard. Maybe I don't actually have to, you know, post every day or whatever the like have to or should is. Um, and you know, a lot of these like concepts, etc. Like, I just want to give a shout out to like one of my mentors, Nick Peterson, who is a brilliant like business strategist. So I, I borrow a lot of these stuff from him. So definitely check him out as well. Um, but what I would say to the point on okay, well, how do I choose, you know, the right goal? How do I choose to do the right thing? How do I ensure that I'm not rigid and, and, and I can move forward? One thing that I found extremely helpful as I moved into this next stage of both, like I, I didn't want to burn out again. I, I didn't want to run into the same problems. Like I, I just wanted to reinvent myself and my business in the way that I wanted, not assuming what it was supposed to look like. Cause that's actually what I did uh, in my actual business. Um, one best thing you can do, and this actually applies to more than just business, it applies to pretty much everything you do, is choose things that you're willing to do for life, right? So if you look at things like, well, let's take diet and, and fitness, because that's something that everybody kind of on some level wants to do, right? As I said at the beginning, we jump into these, I got to work out five times per week, I get a personal trainer, and I'm going to be there, you know, in the morning, 6am, etc. Like, ultimately, if you have a like a competition or an event, things like that make sense because then you have to modify what you do to fit the performance at that particular time. If you don't have an event, then you're doing yourself a disservice and choosing things that you're not willing to do for life only means you're going to do them up until the point that you blow yourself up. 
So, you know, we will oftentimes underestimate the value of like, what if I just did one push up a day? Okay, that, that's pretty ridiculous. Like, you're, you're not going to get ripped doing one push up a day. But if I'm willing to do a push up a day for life, like, even if I change nothing else, I've done 365 more at the end of one year than I would have done the previous year. And the likelihood that I will actually do more when I get into this, like by day 50, like I'll probably get to like 10 a day. So that 365 is likely to turn into a thousand by the end of the year. So we oftentimes neglect the minimum and we oftentimes focus on like beating our best, which if you think about it by definition, you should not be able to beat your best often because then it's not really your best, right? Like your, your best should be followed by rest because it was your best. Right. So it's really the, 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 the valleys that we need to either improve or eliminate, i.e. raise that floor so that what we do, like that's easy for us, moves us closer to what we want all the time on autopilot. But we can only do that if we change how we look at it and start doing things that we're willing to do for life, which doesn't necessarily mean you have to do them for life, but you can prove to yourself you can do them. You're going to get the compound effects that come out of it. I love it. Y'all, I am just, I am enjoying you so much. This is a great conversation. I mean, it's just real life, you guys. And I know a lot of times we talk about business here and I'm talking to entrepreneurs, but it just really relates to life in general. Like when you spoke about weight loss, you know, this was real life this week. You guys, I lost 30 pounds and I, I did it because I just didn't feel good in my skin. And, you know, you'll have people that say, oh, you don't need to change or, oh, you can stay the same. But if you have that internal feeling like, hey, I don't have any peace about this situation in my life, then that is your indicator that things are going to change or need to change or should change. So those are good indicators, even though you have people, you know, externally giving you the OK to stay the same. It's always good to, you know, just look inside and say, okay, well, where am I? Where do I want to go? And then set your goals accordingly. And when you brought up weight loss, I was walking and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm getting older, y'all. I'm, <laughs> I'm over 40. And I'm like, can I really run three miles a day every day for the rest of my life? And I just had this fleeting thought, like, how am I going to keep this up? <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm like, am I going to have to eat good every day for the rest of my life? Because, y'all, I look at a donut and that's 10 pounds. I promise. <laughs> so, you know, I knew in that moment. I mean, and I was just walking and reflection and, you know, exercising and doing my run. And I thought, well, what is it going to take to keep this up? And if I have a more longevity type mindset, then I know, okay, I might not be able to run three miles a day, five days a week. That's what I do now because it fits me and I enjoy it. It gives me a, a release. It gives me an escape. But I also know that I have to be flexible enough to say, you know what? Life may change. I may, you know, not be able to run three miles, you know, every day, um, 10 years from now. So what will I need to do? How will I need to pivot? How will I need to shift? But the overline, the underlying goal is still the same, which is to be healthy, to be at a, you know, a weight that's comfortable for me, y'all, I'm over 40, and I'm short, and I look at food and gain weight easily. So I know that I have to have more intention when it comes to staying healthy. So the, you know, what we do will change over time, but it's the goal that you have that need to be according to, like you say, where you are and where you're really trying to go. And 
you know, one thing that, you know, I always uh, talk to my therapist, he's become like a business coach. I don't even think he knows it yet. So, <laughs> uh, so um, we were talking about it and I say, well, you know what, after, you know, my divorce, all my businesses fell apart, like everything fell apart, y'all. And this is my transparency moment. And, you know, I was just at that place and I said, I feel like it's time to get back out there. But I don't know how. And he was just, you know, his thing was reinvent yourself. And he gave me some leaders to go look at um, YouTube. You guys, you don't have to go out and buy everything, buy, you know, trials. Go where it's free to get started. Go to Google it. You know, how do I rebuild? How do I reinvent myself? But reinvention is very important because who I was six years ago is not who I am today. And I always say it, I don't even want to know, be that person to say, I know myself 100%. Because the reality is I don't. Because every day I'm learning something new about me and I enjoy that. I enjoy that self-discovery. And when we get to a point where we think we have ourselves all figured out, that's, that's also being rigid in our in our way of even viewing ourselves. So I love that you said reinvention. I also love when you talked about burnout. Because when I when he gave me that idea, he said, you gotta reinvent yourself. He's like, who are you now and how do you want to show up for her? And I say, Ooh, that's good. All right. That's why I'm paying you the big bucks per hour. So <laughs> I had to really take that and think about it. And I said, well you know what? That you know, six years ago Shantae was burnt out. Six years ago, Shantae's hair was falling out because it was stressful. You know, I was trying to do too much in a short amount of time. So I said, well, when I reinvent myself, I'm going to be that business owner that gets things done but allows life to happen in the meantime. That will go for a goal and then re be realistic about the progress of that goal. Now, you also said something that was really, really, really good. And I honestly, y'all, transparency moment. I'm having a lot of them today. Um, neglecting the minimum. That is the first time I've ever heard it. And I love that saying. So can you please unpack that for us? Yeah, 100%. And, and it's something that we in our culture right everything is about more everything is about how do i get you know stronger faster better bigger like everything is beating that max and you know what we neglect is basically the the compounding right when you focus on the minimum because okay so here's another example right uh, that has nothing to do with business. I'll bring it back to business. So if, for example, you take a look at, you go to a doctor and, and the doctor takes your blood work and they're like, oh, you know what? You are uh, higher than you need to be on this particular thing. So you would normally think, okay, well, that actually is bad. Therefore, I should change what it is that I'm doing. However, if you were to extrapolate that and look at, okay, what did I do for the past three months? And if I were to take actual regular interval checks of that particular measurement and what i notice is all i did a day was you know i ate a brazil nut and let's just say we're, we're measuring selenium right because brazil nuts have a lot of selenium so if all i did was every single day eat one brazil nut and over time there was a trend that actually moved me closer from like really bad to just above the norm technically what i'm doing is the minimum like i can sustain that minimum all day every day i've already proven it because i've done it for months and 
it's actually getting me closer to what it is that I want. However, if I only look at that one sliver in time without any, like we talked about clarity, we talked about knowing where you want to go without the context of like me personally, then I'm going to make the wrong decision and change my behavior, even though I've actually been doing the exact right thing. Right. And that's kind of bringing it back to what I uh, opened up at the beginning about certainty and clarity. So if I have the clarity, right, I'm certain that this is moving me closer to where I want. I'm, I'm, I'm the minimum, like regardless of what happens, if I maintain this, this minimum is going to move me closer to where I want to go without blowing myself up. Then the benefit that I actually get from it is I'm going to get there regardless because I can maintain this minimum. So then my choice becomes if I want to collapse time, then all I got to do is add a little bit more to it. But I'm raising that floor as opposed to chasing the ceiling. Cause I could easily say, okay, I'm going to eat 10 Brazil nuts a day, but then, you know, that might be too much. I can't digest it. It's too much upkeep, whatever. Right. So even if you took it this uh, in another way in business, right? Like maybe I can support one sale a week. Okay. And if I maintain that for 52 weeks, you know, I'm going to have, you know, this thing paid off. Okay, great. Is there any need to have it done in, you know, six months as opposed to 12 months? No. So then if you decide to do it faster, you technically only run the risk of blowing yourself up, right? Like it's more stress to have to do two calls. You have to do more maintenance. You have to onboard more clients. Like there's so many ripple effects by chasing the more, the should, the bigger versus if I know where it is that I want to go, if I'm clear on what it is that I need to do to get there, if I've proven that I can maintain this minimum, then all I got to do is actually just practice restraint. I just got to let it go and let it do its thing and not like do that ego jump, but it could be more, it could be more like, no, why not just take that time and enjoy your life. Right? So that, that I think is encapsulates like, we we neglect the minimum for the shiny thing of, of the maximum. I'm, I totally agree with that. And in our conversations um, last month, we were talking about um, making it make sense and see what sense with a C, right? And um, I guess was talking about creating multiple streams of income, but not creating multiple jobs. So it, you know, when you talk about neglecting the minimum and when you unpack that, that conversation came to my mind because, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm going to have, you know, 10 streams of income and then that'll be 10 different projects (laughs) and I got to work all of them when really you should be really looking at what is the minimum? How can I get multiple streams of income without increasing the workload and having that money, you know, work for that money, have that money work for me. So um, I've really enjoyed our conversation. We have come to the end of the show now. But before we go, though, before we go, if you had one piece of advice about unpopular opinions when it comes to planning, what would you say? So I would say look at what everybody's doing and then do the exact opposite. Like usually in the inversion, there is gold because nobody's looking there. Right. So I would say right there. That is gold, y'all. He just gave y'all a gold nugget. I love it. So thank you guys for tuning in. You can catch me every Saturday on www.mixtalkmedia.org. Bye, y'all. You're tuned into Let's Talk Life XM with Shante Gamble on Mixed Talk Radio. Radio. The most chill internet radio station in Houston.